Welcome to our Friday devotional on our journey through some of the highlights of Mark's Gospel. Today we consider chapter 8, verses 31 to 33. In our last podcast, we came to the turning point of Mark's Gospel. For the answer was given to the central question being addressed by Mark. Who is Jesus? The answer was given by Peter, representing the twelve. His answer addressed to Jesus was, You are the Christ. Christ is the New Testament equivalent to the Old Testament word Messiah and means anointed one. That the disciples knew who Jesus was, the Messiah, is important. But they now need to learn what kind of Messiah he is. And so the words with which this section begins are very important. And he, Jesus, began to teach them. Only now that they have recognised his identity can he begin to teach them about his ministry. Notice the title that Jesus uses of himself as he began to teach the disciples. He doesn't use the title Christ that he'd accepted from Peter. Instead, he uses the title Son of Man. This title speaks of his humanity. And Jesus now points out in verse 31, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. This is the first of three occasions on which Jesus explains to his disciples what it means for him to be the Messiah. Just a couple of explanations on his words. Firstly, to suffer when applied to Jesus in the New Testament seems a sort of theological shorthand for his death on the cross. But to suffer many things includes far more than his actual death, including surely people turning against him, illegal trials, beatings and the cruelty before the cross. Secondly, be rejected. The Greek word literally means fail to pass scrutiny. The thought is that the religious leaders will scrutinise Jesus' claims and then deliberately reject them. And in what is taught, Jesus identifies himself with the suffering servant of whom Isaiah had spoken in various parts of his prophecy. The one who would come, be rejected by his own people, die for sinners, but then triumph and be honoured by God. And Peter's response in verse 32, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. For whilst he recognised that Jesus was the Messiah, he had not appreciated that at the heart of the Messiah's work was a sacrifice for sins, was Jesus' death on the cross. He couldn't equate the rejection, pain and humiliation with the promised Messiah. And Jesus' response to Peter in verse 33, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Peter is not possessed by Satan, but behind Peter was Satan attempting once more to turn the attention of Jesus away from the cross. Peter has been tempted to think in a worldly way about Jesus as Messiah. 
that the Messiah will suffer and be killed, that's not in the Jews' game plan for the Messiah. So let's persuade him it's not a good idea. And if human beings can persuade Jesus not to go to the cross, that's good enough for Satan. Hence Jesus says to Peter, you are setting your mind on the things of man. But consider the things of God that Peter should have been setting his mind on. From God's point of view, Jesus going to the cross is absolutely necessary. Hence the word must in verse 31. It's a necessity grounded in the will of God, whether we understand it or not. So Jesus is turning round to Peter and saying, whatever you think about it, I must do this. Jesus' attitude to God the Father's plan is, it is not up for negotiation. It has to be submitted to completely with a whole heart. And here is an example for us to follow, the challenge to take on board. We must be determined to live our lives in obedience to God's will for our lives as our Saviour was. What God wants for us is not up for negotiation. And so when he says he wants holiness and godliness for our lives, we must submit to that with a whole heart. Join me on Monday.